I'm Blake. And I'm PJ. And this is The Church Podcast, episode 29. Hey! And we are going over the cultural value, we do life together. So, (laughs) this one is funny because, um, well, funny to me, because now I feel like it's such a cliche. Like, every church says this, you know, because they want you to have Christian friends, which is good. So, again, like a lot of the other cultural values, the same could be said for everything. The intent behind it sounds great. And even, you know, I mean, we had lots of friends there. So, sure, hanging out with them because we're supposed to, that's great. But, yeah, yeah, sometimes it just got a little bit twisted when people would try to control it so much. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like in the beginning when we actually wrote that cultural value, that one in particular was actually real. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some shady stuff on the pastor's parts, which is why we came to the point of having to write cultural values, but we didn't know about that stuff. Right. And so the people that were actually left after the split were actually re- really good friends. Yeah, because we felt like we had been through this like really tough time all together. You know, and, like, we're the ones who stuck around and stuck it out. So we were... Like the rider dies. Right. We were a lot closer than we were before the split happened. Yeah, yeah but I I do feel like it just has become, like, a commandment. You know, it's like yeah. all churches say that you should do life together. I even think, like, I've heard uh, just, like, business people say that. Yeah. Because it is like a good, it's it's like, I mean, you have to have friends. You have to have people close to you. It's just, life is better that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and as with everything else at this cult, it just morphed into another rule. And if you were like, if you were out of touch for a, a couple days, you weren't doing life together. Yeah. And it was a, it was another correction, another way to correct people and, and just shame people and, and you know, a, a, something to hold over your head for why you need me to help you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we had to be taught everything. You need me to help you and let me take this opportunity to... Give myself pats on the back for for going after a lost sheep. Right. You were gone for two weeks. And uh, I just, what's going on, man? I'm worried. Which is funny because, like, that's totally 100% normal. But what's not normal is being paranoid that somebody hasn't been at church for two weeks because they're on vacation with their family or they it's a really busy time for them at work and so they need one day to hang out with their family and relax and not do anything. Yeah. You know, like that's not a bad thing, but there it was like, if you didn't show up all of the time, you know, every single week, then it was like really looked down upon. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one time I was, this was, I think we had already kind of started. I was already kind of starting to buck the system and just completely break down. 
Yeah. And I think we were being, I don't know if we had already talked in like a romantic way yet, but we were definitely becoming friends and I wasn't talking about it with anyone because we're not allowed to be friends. Yeah. And the way we were becoming friends, it's definitely like, you know, I mean, even in real life, it's not, that's not good. Yeah. (laughs) But I was hanging out doing our like one, one of our like daily workout routines with the, with the guys and there was this men's event going on. I think I've already talked about it on the podcast, but it was just this crazy moment to me because I was kind of testing them on purpose because I knew they wanted me to go to this thing. Mm-hmm. I knew just after having been there for years that I was the sound guy. If there was an event, they needed me. There was other people that could do sound, but they wanted me because that right. was excellent. I'm the best at it or whatever. And we need to make sure you're there. And, but they didn't pay me. It was not my job. <laughs> and, uh, and actually this was after the worship summit where we, we decided if you, if you haven't, um, committed to something, you can't, you have nothing. There's nothing to hold you accountable to. Right. That's you, true. I didn't say I would do this. You can't hold me to that. Right. And so that was one of those moments where I was like, so I walked in to work out with him and and one of the guys was like, um, what time are you getting there tonight? And he's all like, you know, he's all like ex- excited. None of them were excited about that. Let's do more work. Um, uh, and I was like, I was like, I'm not going tonight. And he was like, whatever. And I was like, no. And, uh, and so we like moved on to the workout and just kind of breezed past it and did our workout. And then as I was getting ready to go home, he was like, so, so when are you showing up tonight? And I was like, I'm not going to this. And I don't remember exactly word for word anymore, but it was along the lines of like, I'm standing here and they're standing here, like, like talking to me and, and like confronting me. Like I was like sinning. Yeah. And it was like, like what's going on man like like we we need you there i expect you to be there he said i do remember him saying that i expect you to be there and i was like i don't know why because i never said i was going to be there in fact i said i'm not going to be there yeah and i already like a week ago prepared someone else to do the sound for this what do you what what do you have against me yeah (laughs) i'm tired i don't want to do as much and so i'm not and the other guy was 100% capable of doing what they needed. He, he actually might have been better than me, actually. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I do remember him saying, I'm tired too, like, but I still am like going, like trying to guilt me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be tired like you. Right. You can say no, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, just because there's some event going on and other people are going, if you're, like, completely out of it, you know, and need some time to rest, you should be free to do that without, like, getting in trouble or having all of your friends confront you over something that doesn't even matter. Yeah. So that that was where 
that was like in the, the ab absolute like the core of where this cultural value was so far off and they called that doing life together mm -hmm. and it was like no this is doing church right doing life is what i did in high school with my best friends right we didn't get on each other's cases unless we had a real problem and then we just duked it out and got the fuck over it yeah like it wasn't about like hey like we're putting on an event i expect you to be there why because yeah. you know me no like that's not doing life yeah that's doing work that's church it's work we're Mm -hmm. separate the two like and that's the thing too like i remember times where i would have like people over at my house to watch movies or just like hang out you know and then i would tell the pastor about it because i was like oh yeah i hung out with this person this week like it was really fun we just like you know kicked it or whatever and and then she would always ask like what kind of conversations we were having and it's like nothing really important just you know regular like mm. stuff and and like i feel like she would always make me feel bad for not bringing up god or their relationship with god or how they were doing spiritually in the conversation and it's like sometimes that stuff would come up and sometimes it doesn't just like normal people like i feel like thinking back to my friends in high school is such a perfect example like i didn't talk to them about my relationship with god every single time we hung out mm. sometimes we did Sometimes we didn't, you know? Sometimes we didn't even talk. Yeah, exactly. And so it was so, like, controlling and, like, really made me feel like I was being a bad person because I didn't, like, lead this person, you know? And it's like, we just wanted to hang out. Like, I don't want to have to be on, you know, like that 24-7 you know, if they would have brought something up and said, hey, I need to talk to you about something, of course, you know, but I'm not just going to bring it up randomly and like kind of ruin the vibe of the day. Yeah. So anyway, I have s some examples. Sure. So my first example, it's really funny. Um, it's not funny, but uh it's mind boggling it's just sad so i i know i've talked about before um when we would have those like team days and we would all sit around the table at the beginning of the day you know and there's about 12 15 people there and some of these people um had like full-time jobs or part-time jobs and they would always make sure they had this day off so that they could like be there you know so, um, so we're going around the table sharing like our number for the day, how we're feeling. And of course, at this point, I think everyone's saying like nine and tens only because I know they have to be or they're going to get in trouble. Um, and then she was asking, the pastor was asking for praise reports that week, <sighs> which is basically tell me something really awesome that happened this week you know, that has to do with the church. And so my best friend there shared how, um, so her and her husband started this like a family small group, small group for young families, which is the exact demographic that the pastor said they were wanting to reach. So you had this like young white family with kids and they started a small group for people like that. They didn't have to be white to go to the group, but 
you know, people with young kids. And so it was like, oh my gosh, like this is so awesome. And so then their group started expanding and they ended up having it at another couple's house and they passed the small group off to them and they had a huge house. And so they had like a ton of families there all the time and they brought all the kids and some people from the kids church would go watch their kids and it was just really cool. And so then the new couple that was hosting the group got pregnant and so with their second kid. And so they, uh, for the last couple of months, you know, were trying to figure out like what they should do when their baby was born, like whose house they could have it at. And so this other couple in the group said, Hey, like when you guys, um, when you guys have your baby, like we'll have, we'll take on the group for a month or two at our house. And then all the couples were like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And so my friend was like, isn't that so cool? Like this other couple like wants to step up and start leading the group like while they're having their like postpartum time getting adjusted to new kids. Which could be a long time. Yeah. And uh, so she was like really stoked because that's really nice of them, you know. And then the pastor got pissed. She was like, how do you consider that a praise report? And my friend was like, oh, what do you mean? Like, this couple wants to step up in leadership. So you know? defeating. I know. It's like, nobody, I, anyway, I'll get back to my story. But it was hard to share things there because you never knew if it was actually going to be good or bad, even if you thought it was good. So then the pastor proceeded to tell her that it wasn't a, it wasn't a praise report because the couple whose house it was at originally, who's having the baby, now they're not going to be doing life with people. They're not going to be in small group for maybe a couple of months. Like, how dare my friend and her husband suggest that that would even be a good idea? And, like, how come the small group, like, that same couple can't go over to the person's house who's having a baby and, and just clean their house and get it ready for small group? And they can still be there. Like, a small group's only a couple of hours a week. Like, really? They can't, like, sit there with their you know, baby a couple of hours a week. And so then my friend, who was the only person on the leadership time, on the leadership team at that time who had a baby. There was a couple people who had kids who were a lot older, um, but the church was like really small at that time. So my friend proceeded to tell her how hard postpartum is. And like, you just don't know what you're going to deal with. Like, if you rip when you're giving birth, like you might not even be able to walk for a month or sit, you know, you might have to just lay down for a month. And so she was explaining all of these things. And then the pastor said, do I have to have kids to show you guys how to do ministry with babies? And so my friend got super offended, obviously. And she just kind of shut down and she was like, I guess we'll just agree to disagree you know, I don't know what to say anymore. Good for her. And they Should've were walked out. I know they were getting a little heated, you know. And so then it turned turned to some ministry thing or something, and then praying in tongues over my friend. No and way. Casting some something out of her, and you know she was crying, but I think she was crying because she was frustrated <laughs> more. Yeah. You know, but it was like it was so ridiculous, and. What it showed everyone at the table there was that when you guys have a family, 
you're still gonna have to do work all the way up to the point when after you have a, the baby too like you can't relax at all and maybe for some people they would want people over at their house a couple days after they've given birth I would I would not want to do that I mean our family was there and that was nice but I wouldn't want to host a small group at my house even that for me like we weren't even there anymore it's like you know like we didn't have to even worry about that stuff mm-hmm. but like after all that i i really wanted to put a hundred percent of my focus on you and our baby mm-hmm. it was like really unhelpful to 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 be surrounded by like many people mm-hmm. and i did it more for them yeah. No offense if you're watching this. I did it more <laughs> for them because I did want them to experience that with us. Yeah. But internally, like chemically, I was like, just like, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. And it like took its toll on me. I wasn't even the one who had, had the baby. <laughs> yeah. So she just, just t- talking absolutely out of her ass all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and, but. It's know. like just so offensive to anyone who's had a baby and maybe when they were ready to go to small group they could have gone over to the couple's house it seems like she exactly it seems like she that was one of those times where she had a bad day and she just wanted to like enforce her power on somebody because Mm -hmm. she she would do that and actually there were many times where people who excuse me many people who just had a baby did take it really easy and at least for one week the church would schedule like their meals and have people prepare them for them Mm -hmm. it didn't always happen but that definitely started to like become less of a trend the more important church work became right which i've never really thought about it that way but it's really interesting yeah, that's true. I feel like the loving aspect of any religion really goes away and is 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 like non-existent when following the rules becomes so important, mm-hmm. becomes so much more important than actually be, using intuition and like you know taking time to actually like evaluate things before you run your mouth about your opinion about it. I feel like she was also probably afraid that that couple in particular, like, gave a lot. And so I feel like she was probably afraid, oh, if they don't go oh, to a small group or host it at their house, then they're going to leave. That's such a deep level of, like, of, of, like, the situation, you know? Like, stuff that, how could we even possibly know mm-hmm. really why they were so messed up? Right. And, you know, just the stuff we know is, it's like, literally the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And we know they would misspend money or spend it unwisely mm-hmm. and use substances and all this stuff. It's like, we don't even know like the stuff really going on in their heart that caused them to do that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like what, well, like what you were saying, it's like, well, like, wait, what, what did you, what, what was the point about? I was thinking maybe she was so paranoid about them. Not like, Oh yeah. 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 Because she's thinking and maybe not even aware that she's thinking like, here's a huge giver. We need to cling to them. Which is actually, like, pushes people away, being clingy. Yeah. No one likes stage five. What's that? Stage five clinger. Oh. 
That, that must be like a girl talk. I think it was from some movie. I don't remember Oh. Where. If you guys know, comment, because now it's going to bug me. Yeah, when I, I think, think of a clinger, I think of dingleberries. Oh my God. I don't think of a... No. Uh, we got a stage five clinger. Maybe it was like... How Some to lose hair's a... coming off with this one. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or something. I don't know. It would have been a movie in... Like, or maybe it was Hitch. You know what? It could have been that. I could totally picture it in that movie. Ooh, I have a point. Okay. I feel like we've kind of been hitting our points without even looking at them. I'm not looking at them, at least. I was looking. Oh. Um, so, we... Our friendship that we called Protein Shake. So... That was one of the only real relationships that I felt like we had. Mm -hmm. And it didn't last long because that ultimately like led to us leaving. Yeah. You know, but um, it was just a safe space in this battle zone of church. Like you and our other friend were like so relaxing to be around you know and just it's like whatever like i cuss i don't have to be fake around you whatever i uh want to talk bad about like something we're doing at church you know i don't mm -hmm. actually like it i hate it this yeah. sucks i want to leave and go on vacation and like we weren't afraid of ratting on each other right and, and but but not just negative things you know it's like just just hanging out things you know, like it was just, it was constant pressure around, around most of the people. And so mm -hmm. that friendship was really like doing life together. And I feel like that was partly why, um, us starting a relationship happened was because it was like, it was like this sense of trueness, you know, like a true friend mm -hmm. and like, it just every other relationship there just just was nothing compared to it. It just it really didn't even matter. It was yeah. it was like I look back and sometimes I wonder like how could I have done that to your ex? How could I have like just? I mean I didn't really I don't I never really saw it as as me like hurting other people there. I feel like they should have been there for us. Yeah. And been like neutral, but um. Just the fact that those friendships felt so fake and then and then this this relationship we were like discovering felt so true it just those i mean there's no wonder like yeah get me the hell out of here like mm -hmm. you don't want to be here either let's go you yeah. know and not only that but i had actually like fallen in love with you years ago when it would have just been perfectly normal to be together yeah so it was just this crazy discovery, you know, of like, like, whoa, like, this is, this is actually somebody that I want to do life together. Mm -hmm. I agree. Shortly after the split that happened, um, and like we just said, like, after that happened, a lot of us got a lot closer. And so there was this group of girls who, I think there was, hmm like six of us who were pretty close and at that time 
like before we were all part of like different friend groups but then people from those friend groups all left and so we kind of formed our own like new group and it was really awesome and we were all like kind of around the same age you know maybe with like five years like here or there and uh it was one of our friend's birthdays coming up and she kind of had a hard time growing up and never really got to celebrate her birthday in like a normal way and never really felt celebrated on her birthday and so we wanted to do something special for her Mm -hmm. so we wanted to surprise her take her to the mall which was the good mall which is like an hour and a half away (laughs) from where we were um and like take her out to lunch and then have a like big party that weekend and so um we told the pastor that we were doing this and because i think we wanted her to come with us um and so then she suggested that we bring this lady on the leadership team who was a little bit older like old enough to be our mom so and that's fine you know i have nothing against people that are my mom's age yeah um she was cool. There was nothing weird about that until. Yeah. So we're like, all right. So we all, um, we show up at her house and we all get out of the car and she's like, what? Like, oh my gosh. Like, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, we're kidnapping you for the day. We we're taking you to the mall. We're going to have sushi. And she started crying, mm-hmm. you know, cause like some of the other people had to take the day off work and, you know, so she just felt like extremely loved like right off the bat so we were like okay this is going really well and uh so (laughs) um so then we stopped in like about halfway there to go to the bathroom and then my friend and i the one i was talking about from the previous story um we went in to go get some alcohol so we wanted to take some shots before we got there because we weren't driving and we wanted the birthday girl to have some fun and relax and unwind. So, uh, so we did that and, uh, and it was really fun. And then, um, we were, you know, passing the ox court around so different people could play songs or whatever. We're just singing, dancing in the car. And then some songs came on that like, played it during like my high school prom so like old songs <laughs> but like a lot of people still knew all of the words you know how like you haven't heard something in 10 years and it plays and you're like how do i know all of these words it's like still stuck in your brain mm-hmm. and so some of those songs came on and uh we were all like dancing and laughing and then the pastor was in the back uh, so there was three rows so she was in the back row with um the older lady, and I think my friend was sitting back there, too, hmm. in the very back. I was sitting in the front because I get very car sick. So I was in the front with the driver, who was the person who was part of protein shake with us. Hmm. And so um, so the songs come on, and and then the pastor from the way back goes, Stop, 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 stop. Okay, like, everyone, this lady, the older lady, uh, doesn't know any of these songs, so, like, wait, like, tell me what song you're going to play next and like, I'll look up the lyrics so like we can sing along. And I was like, okay. And so I didn't have, I don't Welcome remember. to kids church. I know. I didn't know who had control of the music at that time. And I also don't know that the older lady wasn't having a good time. 
you know, she didn't say anything. She might have, like, just been enjoying watching us, like, yeah. you know, I don't know. So, she didn't give any indication that she was having a bad time, but apparently... Well, that's just, just, that's, they were so controlled. It's like, like... You're acting exactly she, what I'm doing. You must be having a terrible time. If she doesn't feel comfortable, that's on her to say something. Mm -hmm. On everyone to say what they have a problem with. Don't fucking, like, volunteer to, like, defend someone you, do, you might not even be upset. Exactly. So dumb. And so then... They, like, looked up the lyrics or something. We played another song, and I don't know who was in control of the music, but then the kid church pastor was there, too, and she knew all the words, like, to this song. And then as the <clears throat> pastor was reading the lyrics, she was like, oh, my gosh. And then she made us stop the music again, and she was like, I cannot believe, like, you girls are listening to this trash. Like, you're women of God. Like, how, like, talking to the kid church pastor directly, like, how... Like, am I supposed to trust you with the kids? Like, you're singing, like, these nasty lyrics. And then, like, these other girls are out here, like, drinking in the day. And it was like, I was like, whoa. And so me and the girl in the front were just, like, like looking at each other, like, well, side-eye. Like, holy shit. Like, what's oh happening right God. now? Like, is this a joke? Yes. I was like, okay. Like, I thought we were having a good time. And now... Your first mistake was taking her. I know. But, you know, that would have... She would have gotten so pissed if we all went and celebrated this girl without her. At least she would have ruined the day, though. Yeah, I don't know what would have been worse. Well, I guess that would have been... Anyway, so... You might have been exiled. Yeah, who knows. So... <laughs> I'm not comfy. <clears throat> we'll cut this. Okay. Who's got a whiff of garlic? I just burped in it. <laughs> I was just thinking, wow, I have really garlicky burps. Because I ate some mashed potatoes <laughs> for breakfast. We're from last night and they were really garlicky. Yeah. Good for your heart. Everything. Um. Okay. So anyway, so she was like yelling at us all, saying like, "How could we, you know, be listening to all this stuff?" And it got so awkward. Like nobody knew what to say, you know. And the pastor was like, "Is this guy, like what you guys listen to in your free time?" And the kid's church pastor was like, honestly, I haven't listened to that song since, like, high school, you know, but it came on, I knew all the words, so I was just, like, you know, having a good time, like, I don't listen to that stuff now, like, ever, you know, we're just reminiscing, and, uh, then, yeah, so then she was talking about us drinking, and, you know, during the day, how dare you drink when you're trying to have fun on your friend's birthday, you know, it's like as if we just like day drink all of the time, you know, which we don't. And so on my Sabbath, I did, though, of course. But I've been a touchy subject for her now finding out that her husband day drink all the time. I wonder if she knew that, too. And she Had was to. like, Had to know. Hey, yeah. So anyway, we all got like reamed and then it was super awkward. And so then the birthday girl trying to be the peacemaker that she is, takes the aux cord and is playing, like, 50s music that the older lady would 
no. And she was like, I, she's like, I'll listen to any kind of music, you know, like my dad used to listen to this, like when he would clean, you know, like this is like cleaning music right here. And then, you know, try to make it better. And then the pastor was trying to dance and make it better too. And like, then she also got mad at us for like being awkward after that. And it's like, okay, I can't just shake off what she just said to me. Like, good Lord. It was like, we just couldn't win. And so everyone <sighs> kind of froze up, you know? And so then we continue our day. And at that point, <clears throat> my friend and I, my best friend and I were like, okay, more shots needed. We're fucking over this. You know, like, I'm just going to have a good time. And she's probably, if she yells more, whatever, you know, that's her problem. And so well, we had a great time. <laughs> and then we got to the mall. We took the birthday girl to Mac and gave her $200. So birthday girl wasn't doing sh shots with you? No. Because oh, well, she felt like she was going to get, mm -hmm. did, she, did she in the beginning? She took one in the beginning. And then at, like, we had like a liner sushi. It was like And this was lunch. before the fight? No, after. So we had the fight on the way to the mall. And then, so she took like a shot before, like yeah. a, during that, you know, time or whatever. And so then we get to the mall, then my friend and I kept drinking. <laughs> and then, uh, then at like dinner, early lunch or late lunch, whatever, the birthday girl had a, like a mixed drink there. Mm. And, uh. But I was like, this is seriously like bullshit. This was just a fun day. Make you feel so special. And here you have to fix things again. Like you yeah. did when you were little. Like the same exact shit on your birthday, I guess. Yeah. So it was so frustrating because it was one of the first times when like all of us girls got to hang out. Like without our boyfriends or husbands or anything. We're just having an awesome girls day. Like not doing anything bad. You know, like literally nothing we were doing was bad. It's not like we were flirting with other guys or like, you know, we weren't like getting wasted, you know, and yeah. the pastor just made it into something it totally something wasn't. Something like biblical. Like... Yes. And it was like, again, also this is something I got reminded of too. She would try to hold the kids church pastor to like a higher standard, you know, cause she's supposed to be a pastor. She's like reproducing her. Right. But then she would also get mad at us for like not hanging out with the kids church pastor to like relax because the kids church pastor felt like she didn't have any like friends who were on her same like level, you know, like she felt like she had to be on and like pastoring everyone. And so she didn't feel like she had people she could just a hundred percent relax around, which I feel like that cause that came out after that birthday thing. And so I feel like that all stemmed from that when the pastor said, I can't believe the kids church pastor is singing those lyrics, you know? Hmm. So I didn't like that, you know? And then there was a kids church summit shortly after that. And the pastor pulled me and the kids church pastor and my other friend in the room and was doing some deliverance thingy. And, you know, because we have bad spirits on us for listening to that music and, it was just ridiculous and she just couldn't let it go. And then after that, she was saying like, um, you know, we're never going to do anything big, super special like that for anyone's birthday. 
anymore because it's just too much. I'm like, it's too much so she for volunteered, you. Yeah, she volunteered everybody else to not celebrate birthdays, except if it's her way. Yes. And it was like, okay, whatever. <sighs> it was so annoying. So. The, this is this is interesting. I feel like this is like a really interesting uh, uh, topic, you know, the whole doing life thing, because it was just so. That's where the cult thing like originates Mm -hmm. it's like you're doing life you're literally like doing everything with these people you're not even allowed to do it a different way than like the leaders say Mm. and all that stuff it was like like doing life you know there was just so toxic yeah so toxic it's i mean i want to cringe at the stuff that you're saying yeah it was bad and it was like it's like looking back i can't understand why we stayed there for so long that's what i was just thinking so brainwashed yeah well i was really close to all those girls in the car they were my friends my real good friends yeah so i mean now they're not though which sucks yeah it really doesn't make sense yeah I, I I mean, I've never had friends that became not my friends. Yeah. Like, never. I've had some pretty bad fights with people. Mm-hmm. I, I have never had a great friendship, and then I just decided, like, you went, you, you I don't know, hurt my feelings or something, and now I hate you. And you I'm hurt my other touch. friend's feelings, actually. Either. Either. Like, I just, I was thinking one time about it. It's like, I, it wasn't until I was at this church that I ever even had, like, a concept of, like, this person doesn't come here anymore or agree with us, so we don't talk to them anymore. Literally ignore them in public. Literally Scientology. That's yeah. what that is. So, it, it, ugh. We need therapy. <laughs> Everyone there needs therapy. If you were there, you fucking need therapy. Like yeah. church is not therapy. No, that is not an excuse. Like, like you can't go and get prayer and think you're doing a lot to like help yourself. Yeah. I mean, not that prayer is bad. I want to clarify, you know, Yeah. I pray. I actually believe in prayer, even though I struggle with believing in God. Like, but I still talk to the guy and I and I feel like it's just in our our nature to like reach out to our the source of of everything you know and mm-hmm. and however that looks, I think it's healthy. Yeah. Actually, there's science that shows that it, that people who pray, it does something like with like chemically inside of you hmm. uh, that's like beneficial. Uh, I think it was specifically like praying in tongues was the thing that we were listening to. They were talking about how they like hooked up things to people or whatever. Uh, and then like one person just didn't do anything or something. And then the other person was like praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, did you have anything else on that? No. Okay. So last week we started with trying. I, well, I, I feel like I maybe come off too negative or something uh and it is like it is kind of like a 
uh, we're calling out church and specifically calling out those people. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's sustainable forever. Mm-hmm. And I want the podcast to become something that is helpful to people that didn't experience that place with us too. Yeah. You know, or maybe at a different place or maybe they're at a place right now and just somehow help in a positive way, mm-hmm. uh, which I think, I think the reason I'm okay with like being so negative is because, uh, I, at this point feel like just talking about the situation is positive. Yeah. Cause we weren't allowed to talk about things there. We weren't even allowed to listen to the music we wanted to listen to. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I do feel like, um, so for my positive note, uh, I, I wanted to say something about how, um, I guess in contrast to how, what doing life together there was, it was what? Nothing. I just uh, like your face. I was just oh, admiring great. your face. <laughs> <laughs> you don't call me out now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel like, so like doing life together there was so toxic, you know, just like what I was saying. I just feel like churches, um, they turn it into doing church. Like the, it's, it's like they tweak that, that concept into do more work for us. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't be yourself because this is what the Bible says. And we want you to be Bible-y. Yeah. You know? And so... I guess for, for like my positive note, I feel like the life that we have now is like truly doing life together. You know, like we aren't perfect. We fight like the battery died during my positive note. What does that say about your positive note? It's worthless. (laughs) Um, so I guess I just feel like, um, um, maybe I should have rehearsed my positive note a little more. No. <laughs> um, no, I was just was thinking, you know, like, since we've, you know, been gone and taken like charge of, of like our life, you know, and, and, and. I feel like the best way to do life with, with people is like, is to do it, allowing them the freedom to like be themselves mm-hmm. and to go through whatever they're going through and not deny it or act like it doesn't exist or try to like manipulate and force them to do anything. Yeah. And I guess that's, um, you feel like we do that? I definitely feel like we do that. I guess, you know, if there's a loud vehicle outside right now. It's sneeze. You have to sneeze. Yeah, that cinnamon is getting Look at the light. I'm kind of sad you don't like the pine cones. I love them. I'm just saying they're too much. Well, they'll fade. Yeah, I know. They will. 
usually they're just in a bigger space and so it fills the whole space and now it's like yeah I'm just gonna wait for this guy to go away I'm sure it's picking up How are the people that do podcasts that like talk like this? Ew. Uh. I'm smelling it. <laughs> you don't smell mics? <laughs> no. There he goes. Ruining Took my forever. positive moment, dude. <laughs> now he's right there. <laughs> it's even worse. What is it now? He's like parked right next to us. I think it's UPS or something. That old diesel. I was looking at your lips earlier. Ah. Now they're gooey. Yeah, you don't need my plumpiness. Is it the plumpy stuff? Yeah. Oh. Mm -mm. <laughs> You have perfect lips. You don't need to change them. I don't know. Nothing's perfect. And your lips are perfect. We'll just pull, cut this out. So maybe I should put my rings on this finger. What? Oh, the milk ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remind me to fix your arrow ring. Well, it keeps snagging on stuff. I know, but not that often, I guess. Oh, it's FedEx. When it really mattered. I wonder if that's our stuff. Well, we didn't drop anything off at our house. So. We didn't, you got a window here? We don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's finish your positive now. Yeah, so we live in a van. But everything is perfect anyway because it's what we chose. Like we, we do the things that we want to do, and we work out like our issues as we please. Mm -hmm. And if you know, if if we didn't live in a van, I would, I would, uh, it'd be a little bit easier to get like down on one knee. But I just will ask at the table. Um, what? I was wondering if you would want to do the rest of life with me. Well, yeah, of course. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Which one? That this one? This one. It goes on this one. I'm shaking. It's a little big. There's a reason for that. I have a good reason for that. Okay. I'll explain. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so nervous. You're nervous? I'm like shaking. <laughs> I love you. I love you. That was the best positive note ever. <laughs> Dang it. So this has been episode 29 <laughs> of the church podcast, We Do Life Together. I love you. <laughs>